episode number 203 of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're listening to, I am the author of the books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. These books are based on two self-help tools I created that support you in getting unstuck and getting clear so you can live deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So we are focusing on being trusting this month. Each month, I am offering a different way of being for each of us to explore, and trusting is the focus for this month. And regarding trusting, there's lots of ways and people or things that you can trust in when you think about the word trust, right? You can trust a process, you can trust a person, you can trust in yourself, you can trust in God. But today, I'd like to talk about trusting your tools. So when you are working towards a goal, which I hope everyone listening to this podcast is, because it's having and working towards goals that actually grow and evolve us, it's actually not so much about achieving the goal as it is being on the journey and going through the uncomfortable emotions that arise along the way that's most important, at least in my opinion. So let's take a moment and review what happens when you create a big goal. I already dedicated an entire podcast episode about this. That's episode number 183, which you can go back and listen to. But to do a quick recap, when you create a big goal, and when I say big goal, I mean a goal that can't be achieved overnight. I'm talking more like a year-long goal, like losing and maintaining a certain weight, or like having a financial goal or having a physical fitness goal, something that challenges you and takes you out of your comfort zone in terms of the actions that you need to take to get there. Now, the actions need to be realistic and doable, and you need to consistently show up performing those tasks if you wanna see results. But at the same time, you want those actions to stretch you. So what happens when you get stretched? What happens when you set a goal and the tasks you want to do are a bit out of your comfort zone? What happens is uncomfortable emotions arise. I actually created a simple image on Instagram last week of a hiker starting at the bottom of a mountain and the words underneath the hiker said goal idea. And then I had the same hiker at the top of the mountain and the words said goal success. And then in between, you saw a curvy line representing the hills of the mountain. And along the mountain, along that curve, was the word emotions in big caps. Because that's the one thing that all of us have in common, no matter what goal we are working on. So it doesn't matter if you're looking to lose weight or improve your marriage or declutter your house or start a new job or create better toothbrushing habits. I mean, seriously, it doesn't matter what the goal is. What is going to arise for all of us are difficult and uncomfortable emotions. 
And I'm going to talk more about that in next week's episode regarding awkward emotions. But for now, I ask you just to recognize this fact. Think about it in your own life for a moment. What are you working on? Just take a moment and think about one goal that you're working on right now in your life. And then think about awkward emotions that arise while you're trying to reach that goal. I'll just offer you some possible examples. If you're looking to lose weight, the emotion of desire may arise while you're eating because others may be eating something that you desire, but that isn't where your intentions are. That's not what you want to eat. Or if you're looking to improve your relationship with your spouse, the emotion of aversion or disappointment may arise when you're expecting them to be a certain way or to be kind or to be courteous or to be acknowledging and they're not meeting your expectations. If you're looking to meet a certain financial goal, the emotion of uncertainty or worry or disbelief may arise when you find yourself working so hard and you're not seeing immediate results. We all experience emotions every day and it's our emotions that drive our actions and hence what creates the results we see in our lives. And so knowing what to do with our emotions is of the utmost importance if you want to live deliberately and truly create the life that you want to live. And what I want to invite you to consider is that we can't trust our own minds. Now, I'm not saying we can't trust ourselves. What I'm saying is we can't trust the mind. And by that, I mean when you get triggered, your mind is going to automatically seek out pleasure or avoid pain. That is just how the mind works. The mind wants to protect you in any way possible, and it does that by resisting anything that is causing you suffering, such as uncomfortable emotions. So going back to the food example, just because I think it's one example that a lot of people can relate to, Let's say that you're celebrating a big occasion with family, and at this occasion, there's a lot of food, like way more food than you usually eat, and even more than that, maybe the food that's being presented is food that you don't usually eat, like a lot of food that has sugar, for example. Your mind may get stuck on desire to eat all that new food and to eat a lot of it. Now, why does the mind do that? It does that because it's seeking pleasure. So if you're at this event and everybody is, you know, talking about how delicious the birthday cake is and you're standing there with like stories in your mind, I can't eat that, I'm on a diet, right? Then your mind feels like it's suffering and it doesn't want to suffer. And so your mind will innocently work against you by offering thoughts such as it's not such a big deal. It's only one time. One piece of cake won't hurt you, right? Again, I'm just offering eating as an example, but you truly can think about this in any area of your life where you're stuck in a situation and your mind innocently works against you in order to avoid feeling any pain. Like if you're bored at work, right? And you procrastinate by going on social media or if you want to clean up the house, but your mind says there's more important things to do than cleaning up the house or... If you're feeling miserable in your relationship with your spouse and your mind tells you there's no reason why you shouldn't go have an affair, you deserve to have some joy in your life, right? 
It could be anything. So what happens is, and what we don't learn when we're children, which is why so many of us end up suffering as adults, is that the mind works against us. And again, it's very innocent and it's very easy to follow where the mind takes us. The mind is not trying to hurt us. In fact, it's trying to protect us and keep us alive. And yet much of the time, where the mind directs us is just to places where we get stuck. Now, you have to be aware to recognize this, right? Self-awareness is a huge component of this work. If you aren't even aware that you are following the mind, you'll just keep slipping into those stuck spots. But it's when you become aware that you suddenly have choices, right? Then the world begins to open up for you. When you're unaware, you have no choices. You just automatically react to things. But when you become aware, you can choose how you want to live, deliberately or not. And living deliberately is not easy. And that's why I created tools. I created tools, specifically the unstuck method and the clear way, because I know I can't depend on my mind for success. I just can't. I have researched this concept enough in my personal life to realize that when I rely on my mind to get me places, I just get stuck. But when I rely on my tools, I always, always, always move forward and I grow and I evolve. And that's the direction that I want to be moving in my life. Let me just give you two quick examples of how and where I trust my tools over trusting my mind. The truth is I use my tools all the time, every day, multiple times a day. But for now, I'll just share two with you. Well, the first and probably the obvious example that comes to my mind at least is changing the name of this podcast. If you're a first time listener, welcome to the podcast. And I just want to let you know, I recently changed the name. Now, when you change the name of a podcast or you change your brand or you change jobs or you change where you live, or maybe you change your haircut, or maybe you change the color of your hair. It doesn't matter. The point is, whatever kind of change you make in the world that's public is bound to bring up difficult emotions. And those uncomfortable emotions, if you aren't emotionally equipped, will keep you back, no doubt about it. I have coached so many people that before they came to me, they expressed not doing things because they were afraid of how other people would perceive them. And so instead of going for their goals, they were held back in fear and in self-doubt, which is normal. Again, that's just the brain doing its thing. And when you listen to the mind, it keeps you safe, which on the one hand is great, and on the other hand, it just doesn't evolve you. So here I am changing the name of my podcast from Getting Unstuck to living deliberately, to emotionally equipped, to emotionally equipped for life. And I could very, very easily slip into stuck spots about what people are going to think or what they already are thinking, right? Like, will they stop listening to this podcast because I changed the name? Or I'm so embarrassed that I haven't figured it out yet? And on and on. But I don't because I trust my tools. I trust my tools more than I trust my own mind. And so when I take myself through the unstuck method, which will effectively get me unstuck from any stuck spot that I'm in, 
I don't slip into old patterns that keep me back. Instead, I get out of those stuck spots and move courageously forward. And that is such a powerful feeling, my friends. Here's another example. Similar to the change of the name of the podcast, this may kind of seem a little trite, but it actually got me from that place of goal idea to goal success. So my youngest child plays the saxophone, and recently he learned a piece that is a duet with the piano. And his teacher told him to ask me to learn the song on piano so that we could play the duet together. But here's the thing. I haven't read piano sheet music since I was like 11. (laughs) And while I do like to play around on the piano now, you know, playing basic chords, I have not played a Bach or Beethoven piece in decades. And I had a feeling I would not be able to meet my son's expectations, which were pretty high. And so I got clear using the clear way. I got mentally prepared even before I took a look at what this piece of music looked like. I noticed the thoughts that I had coming into the situation. I noticed what I was hoping for. I accepted in advance that I might not meet my own expectations or my son's expectations. And I got really clear on who it was that I wanted to commit to being. Long story short, this piece was hard, at least hard for me because it had a lot of D flats and F sharps and B naturals. And I mean, this piece took me way, way back to the living room of my parents' house where I would have to sit for 30 minutes a day and practice really difficult classical piano pieces. But I committed to being determined. And I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and I got unstuck along the way and I practiced even more. And guess what? I got it. And my son and I, we're playing this duet now, and I'll record it soon and post it on Instagram if you want to hear it, which by the way, you can find me at Shira Gura. But here's the thing. Had I not gotten clear ahead of time, I probably would have followed my mind, which was shouting pretty loudly that, you can't do this, Shira. You're too old. There's no reason to even try. But I didn't follow my mind. I trusted my tools. And it's my tools that got me from here to there. This is something I hear from so many of the people I work with. And I get so happy every time I hear it. They say to me, the tools really work when you use them. (laughs) Which is true. But knowing the tools isn't enough. It's not just about the knowledge. You actually have to use them if you want them to work. It's like saying, I don't know why I can't build this birdhouse. I have all the materials and I have a hammer and I have nails and I have a screwdriver, but I don't know why it's not getting built. Well, you actually have to use your tools. And the more you use them, the more efficient you become in using them. Just like anything else in the world, what you focus on grows. If you focus on using your tools, they will become like second nature to you. So where in your life may you be struggling? Or what goal are you working on right now? And where can you start really using the tools that I offer in your own life rather than simply thinking about them? Where can you start showing up honestly and getting unstuck and getting clear so you can move forward boldly in your own life and truly start to live the life that you want to live? 
And again, if you're a first-time listener and you don't have familiarity with my tools, head over to my website, shiragora.com, and grab your free guide. In that guide, I share with you all of the foundations for my tools. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. I look forward to engaging with you over on Instagram and hearing how you are getting emotionally equipped for life. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. If you'd like to continue this conversation, join me over on Instagram at Shira Gura. I look forward to engaging with you over there. See you next week.